0: Yes sir! You already know what time it is It's the Bronx Bias Podcast Episode 99 You know it's all that's
1: dick
0: to dick cash
1: up on a new toy Damn, son, where'd you find this? I'm about to put this cash up on a new toy. this cash on a new toy.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 99 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I'm your host, my name is Denzel, and we are back like Jordan wearing the faux 5. I want to start by saying thank you to everyone who tunes in who likes, who subscribes, who shares, and who supports. Thank you to everyone who is active and engaged with me on the social media platforms. I truly, truly, truly appreciate all the love and all the support I receive from y'all. Thank you to all the essential workers out there who are battling this COVID still. And finally, thank you to all the people who are out here using their voices to affect change in a positive way. We always, 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 always have to start the shows with the thank yous because the thank yous are very, very, very important. Please do not forget your boy Denzel has official... Bronx Bias podcast merchandise available for purchase and the brand new Bronx Bias blog. The site where all of this is available is at BronxBiasPod.com. Come check it out. I've got hoodies, T-shirts, tote bags, masks, and stickers along with the brand new blog, which will serve as an extension of this podcast. The blog will be a place where I can cover certain topics that I couldn't cover on the show or that had to be edited out of the show for reasons like time constraints. I've got five pieces published to the blog, and I'll be trying to publish one new piece per month. Also, and this is very important, the Bronx Bias blog is an open platform. So if you are a writer or artist of any kind, and you would like a place to display or publish your work somewhere, the Bronx Bias blog could be the place for you. So whether it's an op-ed piece, some poetry, a drawing or painting, music or any other art, just hit a brother up and we possibly can work together to get your stuff out there. You can reach me via DM on social media or you can fill out the contact form that is on my website. Also, you do not have to be from the Bronx, New York to have your work published to the blog. So please feel free to reach out. And as I've said for a million times on this podcast, I am an independent potter from the BXNY, so all the support I can receive on the merchandise and the blog is super important and vital to the show, so please check it out. Once again, the site is BronxBiasPod.com for everything Bronx Bias Podcast related. And with all of that being said... We are going to have a great, great, great show today, fully, fully, fully packed, and I'm in an amazing mood, I'm in a tremendous mood, and I am ready to go, so let's do it! I am in a very, very, very good mood. Today's intro was just one of them songs that just go with the summer when you turned up and you ready to go, you ready to let niggas know you here to get it in. I just had to play it because that's how I was feeling today. It is called Stick Talk by Future off of the album DS2. And I think it's worth, you know, for certain legacy acts, because I think Future is a legacy artist by now. He's been out for a really long time. Like, we really gotta figure out what their best album is. I think it's for future is DS2, but it could be 56 Nights, it could be Beast Mode, it could be the self-titled album Future or the Future Hendrix album because it was a double man that's a good question to ask like what is future's best album actually let's open that up if you guys know or you have a different opinion opinion than me if you don't think it's ds2 hit me send me a little dm or hit me up from the site tell me what you guys think is future's best album i think it's ds2 but i can see like if someone said 56 nights Or Purple Rain or, you know, one of those other joints. But Future's been out here, bro. He's solid. He toxic as hell. (laughs) But he makes some goddamn bangers. And he's still out here getting it in. So shout out to the Toxic God Future. Great song for today. That's how I wanted the energy to start. I wanted to come in guns blazing. So shout out to Future. Shout out to Atlanta, Georgia. Free Young Thug. And uh, it was just a great song to start with today. Now it is time for my favorite, 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 favorite 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 segment of the podcast and it is called Bronx Facts For those of you guys who do not know, or maybe it's your first time listening to the show, Bronx Facts is a segment I like to do at the beginning of each show, just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York, that people may not know, that people may have never heard before, just to try and show how many great things, how many great ideas, and how many great people come from the Bronx, New York, my home. So without any further ado, Your Bronx Fact for today is... On June 13th, 2021, in the Morris Heist section of the Bronx, a special tribute was held for the comic book legend Stan Lee. Stan Lee Way was unveiled at University Avenue between Brant Place and West 176th Street. It is co-named with a part of University Avenue where Lee grew up. That's right. Stan Lee was a Bronxite. He also attended and graduated from the Bronx's DeWitt Clinton High School, not that far away. Lee is best known as the mastermind behind some of the greatest superheroes featured in comic books and movies, including Spider-Man, Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Thor, and Captain America. That is right. So when you go out and you see the Avengers Endgame and you see Black Panther and you see Spider-Man, just know it came from the mind of somebody from the Bronx. And that is your Bronx fact for episode number ninety
1: nine. Damn, son, where'd you find this?
0: All right. All right. We're getting right to it today. We have a very very, very special guest. It's only special guests that appear here on the Bronx Bias Podcast. Today, we have Walter Landa Verde, who is a Bronx-based entrepreneur, designer, DJ, artist, and the founder of the Bronx Bodega. Walter, thank you so much for taking some time out to talk to me today. How are you? I'm doing great.
2: It's a pleasure to be here. And first off, let me let me um, start off by thanking you for not butchering my last name. You know, I practiced. I you know, practiced. My, my whole life has been just a struggle with that. You know, just they just people <laughs> just say what they want to, just call you know, just either shorten it or do whatever they want to. So I appreciate
0: that. Well, thank <laughs> you. I appreciate you appreciating it. I did practice like three times, and I'm from the Bronx. You know, I know my Hispanic people. You know, I can roll my R's a little bit. I know some words. I can have a little conversation. So don't sleep on me. Got you. Now I know. (laughs) (laughs) So, Walter, can you tell the people where are some of the places that you could be reached if they want to get in contact with you or where they can see all the work that you're doing out here?
2: Yeah, for sure. So first and foremost, um, the BronxPortDigger.com, that's our website. Visit there. You can see what we have going on, what merch we have up. Um, you can also subscribe to our email list. And I'm trying to do a better job of blogging. So, you know, just hit the subscription so you can get updates for for that. Um, after that, you can follow us on Instagram where we're probably the most active on all social media platforms. Um, we, ha- we do have a Twitter account. You know, it's hard. I do everything myself. So it's kind of difficult to, to, to keep up with everything.
0: Um, we also are on Facebook and um, LinkedIn as well. All right. All right. Great. Great. Got to make sure, though, you know, you come on here, you give a great interview. The last thing I want is my DMs for the same. Where can I find Walter? So got to make sure we get your joints out there. Let's get it out the way. All right. So, Walter, I want to jump right into it with you. And I want to know pretty much everything about how the Bronx Bodega came to be and everything about you as well. So my first question for you in that regard is what inspired you to start? your movement, your creation, your baby with the Bronx Bodega. What inspired you to get this all started?
2: Right. So the Bronx Bodega started with started with a want um, or a need for, for change in our community. Um, well, we started during the pandemic, during uh, 2020, right in the middle of, you know, while everything was going on, everybody was home. Uh, we noticed that our streets were getting uh, just like, dirty you know like there's a lot of of garbage around um so somehow i found through instagram i found a group of people that would do community cleanups every weekend in the summer Mm -hmm. um so we got together with them went throughout different neighborhoods in in the bronx and um you know just did organized cleanups got recognized by news news 12 or not but the most important thing was that we were actually making change in, in the community um so we ended it by doing our final cleanup right here in, 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 in our immediate neighborhood, which is in, in the North Bronx on 222nd Bronx Boulevard. I don't know if you're familiar with Shirley's yeah. Park, but everybody that, you know, you should be familiar with because it it's a beautiful park. Um, So we got everybody involved and the turnout was great. You know, like the community came out uh, from neighboring um, communities up from Woodlawn, from, you know, Bedford Park areas. And, and you know, like it just showed us that there was a need for this, you know, like a need for a community organization and, and um, a need to 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 have love for something, you know, for, for our for our own community. And and if we we had to be the ones that that do it, you know, we can't depend on other people to do it. Um so you know, that's that that was the very beginning. Um and and for a while after that, it was just an Instagram account. So it was the Bronx Bodega, and we shared different you know happenings different people doing positive things um in 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 the bronx and then you know people would always ask what what the bronx bodega is and i always really you know i had no answer you know because there was no business you know at that time um so me just being an entrepreneur you know with that with that mindset i created a logo or had a logo created um put it on a t-shirt and then you know uh, people liked it. So they saw the logo, they, they, you know, asked about buying it. Um, then we created more t-shirts and eventually got to a point where, you know, like I had to figure out how to make t-shirts. I, you know, I, I, I researched the tools and, and, um, and what's needed to, to to make my own t-shirts then I started selling, you know, created the website, started selling more and, Eventually, you know, my thought was, why can't I help other people with their brand and and you know help them expand and help them be seen and you know if you have a podcast, for example, you want a logo on a shirt, hey, you know, you know our service is there. Um, and a lot of people don't know how to do it, so they don't know they don't have the resources to to, to get it done. So you know, I, I figured, why not? It was, it was it's, it's necessary. People always have. You know, a need for merch or or, or advertising uh, for their brand. So you know, like that's something that we would would be able to help us. You know, we I mean, help with. Um, you know, this is continue, continue to move forward. Um, and you know, now look at us here.
0: We're we're on the Bronx Bias podcast. You know, <laughs> that's right. I hear you. I hear you. Um, to follow on that, what made you want to extend it? to offer your services to other people? Like what got that idea in your head to not just create Bronx Bodega branded things, but then to offer that uh, invitation to other people so they can also collab and make their own types of branded things?
2: Um, so yeah, like I mentioned, I feel like a lot of people don't have the accessibility for that. Um, and we can provide that resource. Also, you know, as a financial decision too, um, I'll be honest with you, as yeah, a way, as a way to also generate capital, you know, like this is plain and simple. All
0: right. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Now we do it. we do start businesses to make money. So right, exactly. it ain't nothing it's wrong it, it with that. It. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So my next question for you, Walter, is what do you want to convey or what would you like the overall message to be? With, the, with your movement of the Bronx Bodega, like when people listen to you speak potentially on this podcast or see you in the community, what do you want people to take away from you or take away from your movement? Like as this is what he stands for, this is what his brand is about.
2: Um, so I want, I want people to know that we can make change with um, just the small sparks, sparks and small uh, small progression you know like uh and when i say we i'm talking about any and everyone who is who is motivated to not be average um you know you got to put some hustle behind that talk so just a little background too i recently well in the middle of the pandemic i quit my job right and i put i put basically put my money on myself started this company with you know with nothing um and just did it off of basic, you know, basic hustle, you know, just just a want and, you know, I want to succeed and I want not to be back in, in, in a certain position where I'm not independent, you know, like I want to be free and, um, and I feel like I want to influence people to do, I, I don't want to say better because I don't want, I don't want I don't, to, I don't want it to misconstrue the whole, you know, like. Working is cool. Like you can have a job; it's, it's fine. Right. But if it doesn't make you happy, right, you know, just go for it. Go make that change, and just 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 get out there and do what you what you have to do. You know, it's your life. You have to you have to you have to live it as 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 well as possible. You know, if you're not happy doing something, like it's a waste.
0: I couldn't agree with you more, Walter. We clearly we connected up here. We connected up here because. That is the exact same thing I had that thought. I used to work in insurance before I started this podcast. And hmm. again, I started my podcast during the 2020 pandemic, The you know, and I, because I had the thought in my mind, like I'm tired of not doing what I feel very passionate about. I'm right. tired of having to f- bend myself to fit this, these rules and regulations of this company and to do whatever it takes for this company and not do it for myself. So I'm right with you on that. And in this journey, there's a lot of ups and even more downs, but I just feel so good about it because I'm doing it for me. Like I'm not busting my ass going and working for somebody else. If I'm going to bust my ass, I'm going to bust my ass for Denzel. Like I'm just not with that, doing it for them. They already got their money. Their kids go to the best schools. I got to do something for me so I can elevate me. And I feel you on that 100 percent Right, right. And it's
2: it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard for for people, you know. Like, I haven't had it easy, you know. Like I I left the job thinking I was I I knew it wasn't gonna be like a walk in the park. Um, but you get stronger and you start Mm -hmm. start to realize how things
0: can 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 get easier the stronger you get. That's right, that's right. Push yourself. So on that note what were some shortcomings and obstacles you had to try to overcome when you first started? And then what are some of the obstacles you're facing right now? So what were the challenges in the beginning of the Bronx bodega? And as you've progressed, what are some of the challenges that you face in 2022? All
2: right. So in the beginning, well, even still, but building from the ground up and investing my own money into myself, that was, that was, that was really difficult. I didn't have anybody to, 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 you know, help me out or or guide me. I kind of have to navigate things on my own. Um, No, no, don't get me wrong. I I had family and friends that were supportive or are supportive, but, you know, like, as far as the vision is concerned, as far as getting started, like I had to really, you know, put that time and effort in on on my own and really have to invest um, money and and time into things that would allow me to generate more money. As mentioned, it's been an uphill battle, but I've learned so much about myself and what I'm capable of like I've always been a persistent person like I mentioned earlier who doesn't you know I don't like to hear the word no um you know because so when I see something i want i I have to go for it eventually you know i i get it um and that's that's you know that's my mentality for everything that if I really want it um also I guess the issue is that you know, I also want to accomplish, I want to accomplish different goals. Like, you know, when you introduce me, I have, I have a good amount of, you know, titles. Yep. Um, so that's one obstacle that I try to be five people at once. It's hard. So, you know, it's difficult because I have to navigate different social media accounts and those, you know, different tasks. And, and I try to do it all on my own, which is not necessarily always the smartest thing. Um, but also, you know, another thing I, I struggle with is advocating for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I've never been the type of person to just like brag or big myself up and, 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 you know, like just let the world know exactly what I'm up to. Uh, like we could be close friends and, uh, and I'd have a million things going on and, and, you know, like Denzel, you probably wouldn't even know one of them. You know, like, I, I just want to tell you, I was just keep it myself kind of like, uh, you know, like a mad scientist, just working all the time, just <laughs> not really talking about it. So, you know, that's one thing that I'm working on. And um, yeah, shouts to T from the Bronx Collab. Yeah, shout out to T. Yeah, she she motivated me so much to 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 get out there and and, and just actually talk. You know, like talk to people. Um, like one of my biggest fears was was or is public speaking. Really? Just in, yeah, in front of a group of people. Like I can't. I it's just something that I, it, it just challenges me so for events that we have at the bronx collab like she she's kind of like just pushes me in, in, in the middle of the you know middle of the stage middle of, middle the of, uh, spotlight and just makes me go at it
0: and um it's been getting easier so yeah shouts to her for that also if the people out there who may be questioning who t is we're talking about tia ingram aka coach t of the yeah. bronx collab which is on uh 3866 white plains road And she also did my show episode 65 plug. If you guys want to listen to that and hear a little bit from her, but she's awesome. She's so for the community. I love seeing her. I just saw her uh, last Saturday. She's awesome. A great person to listen to and be around. And she offers so much and brings so much light to the community. So we got to shout her out. Shout out to coach T. Shout out to T. She's amazing. Yes. Yes. So, Also, but you, so you, you spoke about, um, the obstacles you were facing in the beginning, what are some of the challenges that you're facing right now as the brand has progressed?
2: Um, so that's one of the, one of the things was, was, was the public speaking Mm -hmm. uh, and getting in front of people to, to actually talk about the the Bronx Bodega, which, you know, like I'm doing it right now. So, I mean, that's, that's currently a challenge. Um, I want to say also building a team, building a team is, 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 pretty, it's pretty difficult. Um, I, I do have my immediate team, which is, you know, family members, but they have their own things going on. Um, but just, I guess it's, that's, that's all a kind of like a me thing. Like I want to make sure that people are aligned with my vision and I don't want to have anything come in that deters, you know, from what I'm doing. Um, so yeah, I'd have to say I, I need to be able to confide more in, 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 in some outside influence or reception. You know?
0: I'm with you on that because, you know, I do this podcast by myself. And at first, one of the reasons I wanted to do it because I knew that I could trust myself. Right. Mm-hmm. That was like one of the biggest things is like, well, I know what I'm passionate about. I know what I could bring to the table. But it was always difficult to like share that with somebody else. Hopefully they shared the same vision. I always had trepidation on that because I'm like you ain't going to be the reason why I get slowed down. That's just how my mind was. Right. But I'm I'm realizing now you actually need that. You need outside voices because sometimes your ideas aren't the best. Sometimes your perspective is only one perspective. And so you have to include outside sources, outside voices so you can be more well-rounded. I'm still learning that because You catch me. I'm going to revert back to no, I've got to do it by myself. No, I don't like no, no, please get away from me. But I'm learning still every day that outside opinions, outside feedback, you know, outside um, perspectives make you better. And so, you know, that's something I'm still working on as well. But I completely identify with that because. I don't want nobody touching this. It's your
2: baby. You know, you you gotta, you gotta nurture it the way you know how to.
0: That's right. That's 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 the
2: mentality. But you know, you kind of have to adapt, or you know, let people help you sometimes.
0: Yeah, you do. You do. It's very important to have outside influences because it it just improves the quality because you, you know, taken from different areas. So my next question for you, Walter, is how important is it to you to highlight the borough of the Bronx? With your creations and with your movement you know we're both bronx guys we both be in the community so i know it's a very close thing to you so how important is it to you to magnify the borough of the bronx and change the perception of it to the masses
2: so first off yeah the bronx is home base super important to show love to, to to your home before expanding out um and you know if it wasn't for the bronx i know you, you know you know the lyrics this, this whole rap thing would probably never be going on that's I mean, right you know, but
0: that's right
2: we need to we need to be able to show the world how we are you know we have creators and we have um, the ability to to, to to be world changing like we created. I don't know mean to be stuck in the past, but we created hip hop you know, like it started number here. one and genre was, in the world kind of the most influential <laughs> music genre' like it changed the world, like literally changed the world and and for us to kind of like you know the bigger hip hop got, I feel like the less recognition the Bronx got you know like it's it's worldwide now, but nobody thinks of it, nobody really relates to it back to to being from the Bronx, and we don't really own that anymore um you know it's known, but we don't we don't take pride in it. You know, um, so yeah. I mean, I think I think we have to we have to be able to show the world how how powerful we can be. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of change here, and and you know, I I have. I have, I have, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, mm-hmm. So well, some things that change for the better, some change, some things that change for the worse. Like, you know, it's, yeah, I has got a lot of kids acting up, you know, just a lot of crime going on. And that's like, that's something that makes me, you know, like, yeah, you know, makes me grind my wheels. Um, um, you know, I'm hoping that we can, we can pull it all together and to show how, how, how great, you know, we can be to the world, you know, um, as far as the Bronx, Bodega is concerned, we have the Bronx map on our, on our background, I don't know. Yeah, I can see it. You can see it on my shirt. You can see it in the background. Um, but you know, like we we try to represent the borough as best as possible, um, as professional as possible. You know, like just try to be as creative as possible. Um, I and mean, we're here to work with everybody. That's that's
0: you know that's all about bettering our our communities and and, and our borough. How? Uh, when? When did those feelings of you want to represent the borough come about? Like, when did you start having those feelings that you wanted to create something that would be a representation of your hometown?
2: Um, I think I've always had that feeling, um, but more or less as a as a company, it happened yeah, right around 2020. Just just during the pandemic, like I mentioned earlier, um, I felt like there weren't there weren't too many companies that were doing it, especially in the North Bronx. I feel like there's nothing, there's nothing, I wanna say nothing. No, let me not say nothing. There are people, but it's, it's not as much attention on the North Bronx. So, right. you know, working alongside other companies like the Bronx Collab, Uptown, um, and, and just, you know, putting on for, for, for the North part of the Bronx is, is important to me. And, and that's, that's been, you know, that's been a priority as well. That's right.
0: That's right. You got to rep. You got to sure. represent. There's nobody better to tell our story than us. That's why mm-hmm. I wanted to start the pod and speak to people from the Bronx, because I was like, I don't want this message to be told by from a dude from Queens or a dude from Brooklyn or a dude who don't even live in New York. Like, you know, I don't want nobody to come in and infiltrate and start, you know, capping like they really know what it is. And I was like, it has to be a responsibility of the people here to talk about what's going on here because we know it the best. So I'm with you, we on the same page and that's good.
2: Yeah, that's why we gotta start taking ownership, You know, start taking ownership of what you know, what, what, what we started, what we created, what our neighborhoods are like before they change, before that's somebody right. has makes it
0: better, quote unquote. Quote unquote, right, right. <laughs> quote unquote. <laughs> All right, so Walter, my next question for you is, what advice, Because and I'm sure you get sought out by a lot of people, so what advice would you give to a young person who approached you and said they wanted to start their own business, they wanted to start their own creation or their own movement? What's some great advice you could uh, impart to the, to the young people out there listening in terms of getting started?
2: All right, so a couple of things. Um, so we all know Nike. Nike has the most powerful slogan, yet most basic slogan yeah. in the world. Let's <laughs> just do it. Um, you don't really think about that, but like it's, it's it's just so straightforward um just get it done just um if you love it uh you know if you see yourself doing it twenty years from now twenty five years from now, you know start taking the steps to actually doing you know doing what it takes to 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 get there uh don't do it for the money because oh, don't do it strictly for the money rather um Because you know, money like that money thing is not gonna come overnight. That check is not just gonna come and appear just because you decide to start a company. Um so you gotta put in you gotta put in some work, some blood, sweat, and tears and all that stuff makes it, you know, like doing all that makes it easier if you love what you do. Um, if you don't love it, you're gonna you're gonna resent it and you're gonna regret what you started. Um so you know, another piece of advice is also keep pushing through through the tough times. Like it may not feel it might feel like nobody is, is watching, um, while you're, you know, you're putting all this work in, but somebody always has their eyes on you. So also, you know, represent yourself correctly, um, at all times because your, your reputation is your, is your brand. That's your that's badge. Right. You have to, you have to wear it right at all times, you know, um, they're yeah, like, say, yeah, somebody's always watching and always keep, keep, keep positivity in your circle. Um, the people around you, that's your motivation. And, and, You know, that's the that's the force that that, that keeps you going. As soon as you have some negativity in in, in your circle, it's like it's like a poison, you know, like a cancer. You have to get rid of it.
0: That's right. That's right. And that's great advice. How long did it take you to understand those principles and then apply them? Right. It's different when you hear it all the time. Just do it. It's been around our whole lives. But how long did it take you to actually like really understand what it meant? And then start applying it to your life. Around what age really did it like click for you?
2: Oh, I mean, man, I want to say actually a couple, <laughs> a couple of years ago. Um, so I mentioned I was in, 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 in into into music. I'm I'm in you know at DJ also, but I I spent a lot of time working around people that weren't necessarily focused on my best interests, right? Um, so you know that's why I talk about the circle part, you know, keeping your circle tight, keeping it keeping it a positive. Um and making sure that you are in a position where you're doing something that you love. Uh so like I learned that through music. You know, um I do love music, but you can get caught up in doing different things that you're not necessarily, you know, it's not necessarily where your heart is. Like um I want I wanna you know I don't want to dive into deep, but I guess the, the music game, you have to kind of put on an act, you know, mm-hmm. um, yep. and you necessarily, you can lose yourself really quick. And, you know, the goal is not to do that, you know, like do, do, do what makes, you know, what fulfills you. And, 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 and that's one of the things that, you know, I had to learn along the way, you know, like I, I was, I was kind of lost, you know, like I was trying to be young. I was trying to run with the wrong crowd and trying to be, you know just trying to be down with with whatever was 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 popping at the time you know that that necessarily wasn't me um or wasn't wasn't um fulfilling what i was supposed to be doing um so yeah it took me a while to realize that and and you know like just i'm glad i actually you know learned how to you know step away and 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 kind of like reset and that's also one another piece of advice don't be afraid to re, re, reset yourself and, and, and reinvent yourself because, I mean, like, it's all possible. You know, like, like just because just you have gone a certain direction doesn't mean you can't switch things up and, and, and go in a different path or alter your path, you know, go multiple paths, you know, different ways.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, can you expound pa- upon, um, go back and expound upon? What you mean where you had to stay true to yourself in music, so what occurred in the music game or in the music business where you felt like you was losing yourself where there's was there pressure from outside sources for you to change your personality or what was really going on behind the scenes in your music career
2: um just you know like one of the things is in 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 the rap world in the hip hop world there's 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 sometimes. Beefs attached to to different people. Like one artist won't like another artist, and then you kind of like you you inherit that just being part of a, a specific group. Um, yeah, I, I felt like I was getting caught up to you know getting too caught up in that mess, in those situations where it wasn't necessarily my you know my issue to to begin with. Um, it's just like the scenery. Just the certain certain scenes weren't really aligning with what I was I was trying to be a part of like um nothing against strip clubs or anything like that you know you can enjoy (laughs) it if you want but I I I wasn't trying to be in there every week and and try to do that type of you know thing all the time I got you Um, I understand it gets
0: overwhelming after a while yeah I understand and so what did you have what at what what did you where did you have to get mentally to say okay I don't want to be here anymore like how long did it take you to actually have that feeling and then act upon it? Was that an instant thing, as soon as you felt that discomfort, or did it take you a while to actually say, "Nah, this ain't this this area or this lifestyle in particular ain't for me"? Yeah, it
2: took me a while. I actually, I actually, stopped dealing with music in, in total for for I don't know. I want to say about two years. Like I, I just wasn't doing anything just because I wanted to figure out a way to kind of like just just like I said, reset myself and re reinvent reinvent myself. Um, but it was, yeah. I mean, there were some situations in life that happened that that kind of you know like sparked that light bulb in my head that told me I shouldn't you know I shouldn't really be where I'm at. You know,
0: right, right. So on that note, then. What keeps you motivated in this space, right? What keeps you dedicated? What keeps you wanting to wake up every morning with new ideas or seek out new opportunities? What are the things that, oh, that keep you going in with you, what you're doing with the Bronx Bodega?
2: So first, first and probably most important is, is my family.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, they keep me grounded just knowing that they're watching me. Like I have two, I have two daughters. I have my wife. Um, they're, I'm their influence, you know, um, so I have to be strong. I have to be, I have to be there. I, I, I'm not me and my wife, we are both leaders in the family. So I'm not saying I, I don't want to be, you know, everybody's leader, but I do want to be that father role, you know, that, that, that person, that the parent, one of the parents that they look up to, you know, they both, they look up to both of us and we both have our roles. Um. So family is really important, the freedom to make my own choices, being financially free. That keeps me, that keeps me super motivated. Like every day I wake up and the, you know, one of the first things I think about is how, how, um, what I'm going to do to, to, to make that, make that, make that bread, you know, make the money. That's um, right. And And I like that. I like that excitement. It's not, it's not boring. It's not like I go to a job and I know, all right, damn, um, I got to punch in. And then Friday or every other Friday, I'm going to get this X amount. It's scary as hell not knowing if you're going to make any money that day. <laughs> but it's also exciting to know that, you know, you can potentially, you know, you have goals that you can probably make twice as much as what you did yesterday. Um, yeah, like not... The anxiety of not wanting to go back to a nine to five is, 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 is my other motivation. You know, like, I don't want to ever listen to another person give me an order or give me an evaluation based <laughs> off what they feel about my performance. Um, and then that evaluation determines how much money I'm going to make and me having to be upset about it. Like, I don't want to do it. I want to be able to know that I put in this amount of work or I did put this amount of work. And, and this is why I'm making X and X, you know, X amount of money, you know, like, and, and how can I level up to a point where, damn, you know, like, I, I messed up, I I need to fix this, I need to, you know, like, re, re, regenerate all, you know, like, just, just make, do better to, 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 to put myself in a better situation. And I have control over that. I, I want to be, you know,
0: I'm happy knowing that. That's right. You preaching. I'm a, hey. Hey, I'm gonna call you Rev because you are preaching. <laughs> like, I have that same thought. Like, it's like a nightmare. Like, it'll make me wake up like out of my sleep. Like, oh. having a dream of like having to punch a time clock or sit in a manager's office and listen to like them telling you like, that. "Oh no, we need you to do this." We need you. just sitting there like,
2: uh, "Oh, man. that was, is a I was, nightmare."
0: I was in facilities management,
2: so basically, what that is is it's um taking care of 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 uh building facilities so mm-hmm. you'd be in charge of you know like if, if something went wrong with the plumbing the electrical anything in the office space Yeah. Uh, so i was in charge of five buildings one in dc i used to travel back and forth it was, wow. it was it was nice it was like i had a lot of perks i had you know it was good opportunity and and um i it's just like like I, I mentioned earlier, like, don't do anything for the money, strictly for the money, because, you know, like if the motivation is there. It's not it's not really going to be worthwhile. Um, so I just got bored with it. You know, like I was all I was doing was I was on a laptop all day. I was just calling people, you know, having meetings, being in and out of Zoom meetings that were worthless. Um, I'm sorry if my ex-employer is listening. To me, but. You know, like it, it just—I don't like feel like a robot. You know, like yeah. I, I like to have that that excitement of having a different different experience every day. You know, being able to say, "Oh, damn, I don't want to work on this right now. I'm gonna go outside for a walk." That's important. How free, you know, like how 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 important, or you know, like like, like that's so motivational. That should be motivation enough for people to just just live life like that. Um, I know everybody can't do it. And I know a lot of people love their job and I'm not trying to knock anybody for having a job, but you know, like I, I love what I do. I love, I love being able to, to, to stop what I'm doing. I like, I like being able to go to my daughter's softball games when I can. And all the other parents aren't there. Like it's, it's cool. You know, like it's a cool feeling to just be free.
0: Sir, again, I'm gonna call you Rav about to pass the plate around, <laughs> get some collection I'm up lucky. in here because you preaching. And I think like, I think that all entrepreneurs think that way. Like, I think that's just a mindset of an entrepreneurial person. Yeah. yeah. They love the opportunity to have freedom. And so, and, and they have the opportunity to be in charge of their lives. You know, for most part, when you work a nine to five job, that's eight hours of your day, then you have to go to sleep and then you have to wake up. So how much in that day Do you really get to be yourself? You only get Saturday or Sunday if you work Monday through Friday. So it's like you just want to be more in control of your life. You want to be more in control of where you go and who you see, you know? And I just think that is something that's shared with all entrepreneurs, because when I ask that question to people who are in the space, they all answer just like you. Mm. All of them, just like you. We're a special breed. That's right. (laughs) So, Walter, who are some influences that have been impactful throughout your journey? Who are some people that you look at, whether they're local or known, um, that you say, dang, you know, I pick up a, a lot from them or what they do inspires me to do better or to do more? You know, who are some of those people for you?
2: i am just name two people. And that's my mother and my father. Wow. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'll keep it, keep it you know, um, keep it there. But they... So they they came to this country back, you know, a while back um, with absolutely nothing in their, you know, nothing in, in their possessions. They didn't have a job. They didn't, you know, So actually what happened was my father came first. Like he came to New York and he came, you know, because things were, I'm from El Salvador. And um, during the time when I was little, there was a lot of um, civil unrest and, you know, just like a bunch of disorganization going on out there. So my father actually lost his job out there. He was an accountant. And he came out here to just take on our jobs. Um came out here by himself for a couple of years, eventually saved up enough money to get me and my brothers up here with my mom. Um and they put the work in, you know, they 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 put in the foundation for us to to have, you know, have a different life than what we were kind of like destined for out there um and they sacrificed so i'll get all my my work ethic from 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 them both you know like and i'm not i'm not going to sit and, you know, and waste that opportunity that they you know that they presented to me um you know i also you know i have to after after excel you know i have to do double what they did you know um and i also have to teach my kids to do that as well so that the future generations can also do you know like like we all get better with time you know like we're not gonna go down or you know or get get worse we're gonna get better from from here forward and those are my two influences you know that they they laid out the foundation they started it um and that's who i look up to that's that's my motivation for
0: sure that's right. I love hearing that. Shout out to mom and dad, Dude, everyone. I have the same story. My mom, my grandma, like they they do so much for you, and you know you can't ever repay them. So it's right. just like I right, I want to just do something to make them proud every day. That's how I think about it. I know exactly. I will never be able to repay my parents for what they've done for me. So I just want to make sure that they work didn't go to waste. You know, and one day hopefully. I get to that point. I can write like a milli check to my mom and be like, yo, ma, you know, yeah, you, you don't work. have to work no more, you know, <laughs> something like that. Man, but that's the goal, man. That's the, the goal. goal. That is the goal. Like, but I feel you on that because your parents, they really just make the ultimate sacrifice so you can have the best life possible. And I do appreciate that. Like, I like hearing that from other people as well. Thank you. All right. And Walter, my last of my serious interview New York times questions is how can we leave a path for the future generation of creators? What are some things that we can do now while we're hungry and while we're trying to make a name for ourselves and while we're trying to build and grow that can leave the framework for the next generation that's coming up behind us?
2: So it's important to document and, and, um, and teach so just to pass the information on, like pass it, pass it forward, so that other people can learn. Um, I think I think it's terrible when people are just stingy with information and just hold on to it, like like they're gonna somehow, you know, be more legendary when they die. Like you know, the the greatest people have shared um, what they know with with people, you know, so to they can influence other people to to. to you know, either do the same or do better. Um, You know, you'd be more legendary when you pave the way for other people. Like, just don't guard that information and teach. Share it, share it, share as much
0: as possible. I'm so with that. And I say on my show, I say, you got to give the game away. Like, you can't go to the grave holding in all the secrets. You see it in all industries. In tech, they have those summits where the biggest creators in the world tell you what they do. You have it in sports where former players go into coaching and they start teaching the next generation how to play and how to get to that level. It's just something that you have to do because you know you wanna, You want don't want to just have your time here and then go and then no one remembers you or no one can even speak about you in a way that people will remember and latch on to. So in my opinion, and I've actually had experience with this, when I first got started in podcasting, No one in my immediate family, no one in my friend group had ever did a podcast. And so literally I went on Instagram and I typed in hashtag podcast and I would just send messages to all these different types of podcasters. And they were so open and so willing to answer my questions and my concerns that I knew that that is something that I have to do as well, because they took time out of their lives, a stranger hitting them up on social media, and they took the time out and actually answered my questions. So I knew that that was something that I have to do as well because, you know, putting putting myself in that position, that really helped me out when they told me, oh, no, you need to get this type of mic or you should get this type of software. And it really helped me to get started. So I hold that to me near. And when people send me messages and stuff and ask me questions, I always try to answer it because you don't know who you're going to help you don't know what it's going to do for them, and it's super important to just give that game away.
2: Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, big shout out to D. of Power. When I first started this, this um, Bronx Bodega journey, I I linked up with D. Before, um, before the whole project, and every time I had an issue, you know, as far as like how to create, how to how to press, or how to how to, um, sorry, how to press, um, vinyl onto clothing or how to embroider or anything like that. Um, like D Dee, Dee Lurie, he was always one person that's just like, he spent hours on the phone with me, just like coaching me. I feel like we, I don't think we even met more than twice in real life, but he was always there, you know, sharing information. Um, and, and, you know, just being unstingy about it. and, and, and what that did for me is that, Want to help me, but it also made me want to help him. You know, like, and that's one thing that people don't understand. It's like the more you help other people, the more people are gonna be willing to help you. That's right. That's how you grow. You know, you're not gonna grow by yourself. You're gonna grow with 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 people that that are there to
0: help you. That's right, 100. So if you guys don't take anything away from me and Walter today, give the game away. You got to. If Cheers. you got information that could help somebody else, whether you know them or you don't, don't just sit on it. Don't think that you should keep it to yourself. Give that information away because you don't know who will benefit from it. Yep.
2: Yeah, yep. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. So moving right along, Walter, you guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Rogers Neighborhood. Instagram is R-O-D-G-E-R-S-N-E-I-G-H-B-O-R-H-O-O-D. Twitter is the exact same, except there are no vowels in the word neighborhood on Twitter. And one thing I do every show is I answer questions from the listeners of the show. It's a great way to keep them involved. It's a great way to keep them engaged. And it's a great way to break up our New York Times Pulitzer Prize award-winning interview that I'm having Mm -hmm. with you right now. So what I would like is for you to answer some of the questions from the listeners so they can find out a little bit more about Walter and the Bronx Bodega. Cool. All right. So my first question for you from the listeners is who is the most slept on legend in history and for you guys out there who don't know what slept on means that means underrated not talked about that much but someone who is a giant for those who know all right so i'm gonna go
2: with
0: with with che guevara
2: um yeah 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 i feel like all right so this this might be controversial to some people, obviously, because of you know, depending on where you stand politically. Um, I just feel like he got a terrible rep based on who he who 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 he was fighting against and um not necessarily who who he was fighting for because he was or they were, you know, for the people, but you right. know, fortunately, communism wasn't a thing that that worked out or the rest of the world wasn't 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 with, you know. But he literally fought against the whole country to free a group of people. And, and you know, can you imagine doing that? just like actually succeeding at, at, at taking over a government. That's as wild. Um, not, not too many people have done that successfully. Like there's been a bunch of protests, you know, things people protest all the time. People petition all the time. But he actually like went in, 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 in the trenches and, and, and fought with his people alongside, you know, something that they believed in. Um and his whole 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 life was was pretty much you know at odds and he overcame all his challenges and I feel like that's that's pretty impressive you know um and like I said I don't mean to offend anybody in any political way or anything like that like shout out to all the Cubans and you know everywhere that's, that's that's listening but you know if you read into his story I feel like he's much more than what he ended up um you know, being seen as, you know, like he wasn't I don't think he was a villain per se. Um he was a hero to 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 some people, to, you know, to to some of the Cubans. And he did, you know, he fought for what he, he believed in. And and I respect
0: that. That's right. Hey, no one can hey, can nobody tell you who to get inspired by? You right. know what I mean? Like I love that that when I asked this question when and th- shout out to the listeners for it when people have so many different inspirations, you'll be surprised about like who motivates who. And that's why it's such a good question because everybody got a different story, right? We all live here on earth, but everybody got a different story. And so everyone's background and upbringing or, you know, will reflect on who influenced them. So for me, like when people, I tell people like, one of my biggest influences in the world is Oprah because she's like the master of interviews and not because what well, and also she's like a billionaire and that helps too but like sure. the way she does her interview or the way she can get real answers out of people is something that i like so the she knows how to ask certain questions she knows really good about timing and how to get real answers out of people so that's somebody who i look up to but if i just told you that on the street you'd be like oh well yeah because she's got a billion dollars it's like nah that's what it's most because it's because she really is a master at interviewing, and so I pick up a lot of inspiration from that. So everybody's influences is different, and the beauty is that they are all different.
2: Yeah, I think it's really important to look beyond the surface. You know, like just, just like examining people rather than what they're most. Known for, like how you mentioned, Oprah is known to be, you know, she's known to be rich. Um, <laughs> but you know, more, you know, deeper into what she's about and you study her craft. And that's that's a position that I, I'm sure you wouldn't mind being in, you know? I surely would.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, my next question for you, Walter, from the listeners is what was the most important thing that you have learned during? or after the pandemic?
2: Um, okay, so yeah, I learned that happiness is what matters most in in, 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 in your life. Um, if you're not happy doing what you're doing, you're wasting it. I learned that I didn't need or want to depend on anyone else to make money. Um, there are plenty of ways to to get to, to the check, and, and I'm talking legally, um, of course, you know, there's, you know, everybody does what they want to, but there are plenty of outlets for you to, 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 to be creative and get paid. Um, yeah, I learned to, to bet on myself. You know, I just, you just have to apply yourself and focus. I think that everyone's biggest, biggest hurdle is, is self-doubt. And once that enters your your, your head, it's like, it's, it's a wall that you, you can't get past. But once you, when, you know, you can get past, but it's is, it is a wall that you put up. Um, once you get past that, like, there's no limits to what you can do.
0: I agree. I 100% agree. And see, I, this is why, whenever I call somebody Rev, it's like, because they giving the word, yo. They giving the word. That. You preaching it. <laughs> and and i could tell also it's something that you had to go through in your in your process right because you like able to speak from it so i know you're speaking from experience i've gone through that too one of the biggest things that happened to me when i first started was i put the mic on and i was like this is how my voice sounds i hate this <laughs> right. who is going to want to listen to my ass talk and i sound like this but
2: that's all in your head
0: right it's literally only up here you're the you're in your own way and if you didn't
2: take that chance you wouldn't be at episode what, what episode is, is this you right 99
0: now? you are 99. episode 99 you're almost, I'm almost, a almost
2: to 100 almost at a century look at you see that that's 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 major that's major for anybody that's listening now just take that chance take that chance and bet on yourself because you never know you never know like, that's that's basically you know that's it. That's right.
0: right. That is right. It's, cool. it's the real T because that's the key. Once you get rid of that self-doubt, once you just accept who you are and what you're trying to accomplish with the most positive outlook, you will achieve success. And you hear it all of the time. I used to hear it all the And I'd be like, man, of course y'all rich people saying be positive. Y'all already rich. Y'all ain't got nothing to be negative about. But right. literally I started applying those things it really made a difference. And I was like, wow, they really aren't lying. They really aren't BSing. this is real. Yeah. And so That's I, you true. know, learning that really helped me get to where I am right now.
2: Yeah. Also read books, read books. i never like,
0: I hate reading. I'll
2: be honest. With you. <laughs> I tell myself that I love to read and I do read, but I, I, I can't, like, it, it just, it's puts me to sleep. You know, like it, it's just, it's, it's hard for me. Not, not, but I get so much out of it, you know, I, I, I kind of force myself to actually sit there and just just like just read, um, just get different perspectives from different people and, and, and different situations where you can apply to your life. And, you know, it's very helpful. Um, it beats watching TV for hours for sure.
0: <laughs> See, you rev, you look, you a rev and a teacher. We got <laughs> to add more, Try, things, to of- we add more <laughs> things to your list of, we got to <laughs> add more things to your list of credentials.
2: Yeah, but I need more. Cl- I need some clones.
0: <laughs> I be thinking the same thing too. I wish, dang, I wish I could just make myself a clone <laughs> so that way one person could do the podcast, one person could work on the merch, one person could write the blog. I wish I'm with Wouldn't you on that. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Walter, my last question for you from the listeners is: What is something that you like to do? The old fashioned way. Mm,
2: OK, so. This might sound cheesy, but. So, yeah, I try my best to sit down at the dinner table every night with my family. Um, OK,
0: that's good. Yeah,
2: no phones allowed, no devices. I feel like it's important to connect with your family and, and um, you know, have that actual FaceTime without being on on Facetime, right uh, yeah yeah there's a different type of connection it's, it's you know it's, it's, it's more unique it's more special this is something I, I always did with my parents like we that's the, the one time during the day where you can actually just sit and talk about what you're doing you know like what you what you're up to how your day was um and I think I think it builds builds a good foundation for 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 you know people in general you know um it's a good habit. I feel like if you go out to dinner with friends and, and, and whatnot, and you're, you know, you see people on their phones, and you know, like everybody's in their own world, it's just, you got to disconnect sometimes, you got to be you got to actually be human. Um, so that's one thing that, that that's that's very, very important to me. Like, I used to go to my friends houses as, as a kid, and, and, and not everybody would do that, you know, like, people would just sit down and, and, and um, you know, just be on the couch or, like, be on, on the TV and, and just, you know, not connecting. You know, I feel like that's an important time to connect. Um, one also, also another thing, just, just staying on the music part, just, I like listening to albums. Albums versus singles. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, especially old, like, vinyl records also. Um, But the, the difference between albums and singles is that a single, you're just getting a sample of what the what the uh what the artist is 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 about versus having an album where you see the entire body of work and see where their mind frame was at during that that period of time, and 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 if you really sit down and listen to a good album, you can you can really appreciate um what 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 that artist was feeling or what he's trying to he or she is trying to to project to their audience. Um, you know, a lot of times we only hear what's on the radio and what's 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 popular and and yep. you know that that's the things that are force-fed to us and 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 um i think we need to do a little bit more exploration and we'd be surprised to see how much uh we we can actually relate to or you know fall in love with um music that isn't as popular from that artist you know like and just to, just to hear a different side of them um so yeah those are the two things i like doing the old-fashioned way
0: Hey, man, I hear you on both, honestly. I don't know, but I feel like that ain't old-fashioned. That's what we should be doing. That's best practice.
2: (laughs) Right, right. I think so, too. But it's lost. It's lost.
0: Following up on that, what has been your favorite album of 2022 so far?
2: Oh, man.
0: From all the things, it don't even have to be current. Like It don't have to be an album that came out this year. It's just, what have you always been listening to on repeat? What album has been that for you in 2022? I want to say. One thing that comes to mind is, is,
2: is, is and I can recite the, the lyrics like from from beginning to end is is o um, That always yeah, that always, you know, um, resonates with me. Um, I have I have so many so you know, so many different um, musical influences, but I think that right there kind of gives us the New York City vibe, even though, you know, like just this in general, just um, gives you that gritty streak, how New York City um, was in the 90s and, and, and how it should be portrayed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like that's it the- is the
0: most, it's the most New York album I think ever. Like to yeah, give you sure. the perfect like snapshot of what New York City is like for a person like us, Is Illmatic, and that's why it's in the top five, and it should be in everybody's top five. Exactly. And that was
2: before like record companies started infiltrating the whole, you know, the the sound, you know, like that wasn't that definitely album, definitely was not made for the radio, nope, even though it had some radio hits. But you know, um,
0: yeah, I feel like it was, it was like it was raw, it was raw for sure. That's right, Nas, whoo, and you know what's great about Nas, too. And this is a trend, and I know this is kind of off topic. But you know what a trend is that I love seeing in hip hop is older rappers are still active. Remember, there was a time when it was like the NBA, like you got to a certain age and you stopped and nobody would hear from you and you would just go away. I love seeing that like artists from the 90s and even from the 80s sometimes or the early 2000s are still active. Like, I love that. I love seeing Jadakiss still go. I love hearing Nas's new albums. I think he put like two out. Yeah, i love yeah, hearing he jay-z me. when he pops up every here and there it's awesome pushing yeah, t yeah. same like oh. i love it
2: i feel like Nas is the perfect example of how an artist can grow and and you know grow with the audience yes um yeah he was able to mature and his music matured he didn't try to he didn't try to go with the current trends like you don't see him doing the the you know like just a mumble or you know, just anything that that doesn't make sense for his age range to be doing. Like he's it's appropriate and he's, he's 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 growing up properly, I think. Yeah.
0: I love seeing our rappers and our legends age well. Like it's awesome just to see. Like yeah. and I know this is off topic too. That's why I love verses. Like when you'll see like an artist from like yesteryear, but they'll come out and perform and you're like, damn, they got This is a hit. That's a hit. I remember the first time I heard this song or like that. Like I love that. Back to that moment. I love that. First heard it. Yep. Yep. Music is very important. That's why I ask every and we'll get to it. But that's why I ask every single guest what song they want to play. Because it like it also gives you, other than the interview, a piece of what makes them who they are, what things inspire them. And we all relate to music. So. That's another reason why Absolutely. I have the guests do that because it's very important and it shows you more than just like asking a direct question. It kind of gives you a like, dang, okay, this person likes this type of music. Like I understand them a little more.
2: Right. Yeah. Musically, I'm I'm very very difficult. You know? Like <laughs> I I wouldn't say difficult, but I have I have such a wide range. Um, and and I think it's it's, it's from, you know, hearing my brothers listen to their music like I, we're all seven years apart i'm the youngest one and there's two of us i mean three of us um so like when i was younger i was growing up in the bronx but you know like i you got the hip-hop going on one side but then my older brother was listening to like steely dan led zeppelin and all these type of things so i was influenced by that and you know that just kind of like all mixed in and and, and that's what wow well, kind of like that's what i listen to now and, and like my my Spotify is just like all over the place. There's no, there's no consistency at all.
0: Well, I love that. I love that. That's good. We need varieties to spice a life. Yep. That's, you know, it's always good to hear who, what every different type of person is making, right? Because, you know, you could get influenced by a rock and roll song, you get influenced by R&B, you get influenced by, you know, reggaeton or reggae or salsa. Like they're just... So many great creators, you shouldn't limit yourself to like, I can only listen to this. You should try to listen to everything. So that way you become more like well rounded. Indeed. All right. And Walter, my last question for you is what is one thing that you would like to leave the listeners with as a piece of advice, a life jewel, or just something very important that you would like to express as we tie a beautiful bow? around this great interview that we've had today what is your final thoughts or one of the final things that you want to just leave our listeners with today all right so we're going to keep drilling this and
2: bet on yourself I'm just make t-shirts that say bet on yourself <laughs> um yeah you can't control the future but um like who else is better pre- prepared to navigate the twists and turns you know that life throws at you but yourself, you know, you, you, you're the most capable driver because you've been training all your life up to this point to 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 navigate what you what your situation is like, like you know, you know, what works for you. You know what doesn't work for you. You just got to be honest with yourself um, and put yourself in situations that that will benefit you and then take yourself out of situations that will not benefit you. Um, you know, put yourself in tough situations because all these all those situations, that's all exercise for you, for your future self. Uh, don't be afraid to mess up. Um because learning from mistakes is is one of the most important things that that I've learned about, you know, that I've done. Don't be afraid. Just just take that chance. Um, I use this often. Um, so after after leaving my job, like I, I never learned how to swim. I never knew how to swim as as a kid, nor do I know how to dance, which is <laughs> weird. But I took steps to to learn how to swim. Um and and I use that literally and 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 figuratively i threw myself in the water not knowing how to swim you know what i'm saying like i I really did that and 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 i'm if you panic you're gonna sink right so you got to take that time learn learn how to swim learn how to float learn how to do things on your own and eventually it will get easier that's right. And things will things will level out. And I have full faith in, 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 in myself to to you know, and the people around me to 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 just you know, just to float to 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 just be you know part of where we're supposed to be.
0: That's right. That's right. And that's great advice. I appreciate that you bringing that to the show. We got to add again. We so Walter is an entrepreneur, a designer, a DJ, an artist, and he's also a Rev. And a teacher (laughs) and a motivational speaker, okay? I really appreciate you, Walt. I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. Thank you for taking some time to talk to me. Um, Again, there's nothing left for me to do but to roll out the red carpet. I would love for you to reiterate your name, your brand, and all of the places that the people can find you. Got you. So first of all, big shout out to Denzel and the Bronx
2: Bias podcast. It's been a great experience. Um, I'm glad we were able to get this done. Uh, you can find me at the Bronx Bodega, that's on Instagram or uh, Twitter, and also check out our website, thebronxbodega.com. Uh, check us out on LinkedIn. Also, please subscribe to the to the um, to thebronxbodega.com's email uh, blast. And we'll definitely, you know, like we're 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 working on some things, and we're gonna be pushing some new news out, and you know, just like events and things like that soon.
0: All right, all right. Well, thank you so much once again, Walter. I really appreciate you coming on and giving out all that great information, telling your story, and being so open with it. I really appreciate it. I hope the audience enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. And it is tradition. On the Bronx Bias podcast, as I mentioned before, for our guests to choose a song that we will play at the end of our show. So, Walt, the honor is yours. What song would you like to play for the good people out there? All right. So the
2: song that I'd like to choose as an outro is Hector Lavo's El Cantante. So um, this song, it talks about. So the name it translates as The Singer. Um. So what the song talks about is the struggle of fame and how Hector wanted to be loved in his life while he was living instead of after his death. And, you know, just talks about how, you know, like he had to put on a mask for, you know, like his fans and whatnot. And, you know, like all the struggles that he's been through musically and, and, and challenges in real life. And, and, you know, just it's a deep song. You just got to translate and listen to it.
0: All right, all right, great song choice. My first uh Hispanic speak spoken uh or sung outro. So you you were first for the Bronx Boys podcast. I told you, to you music
2: musically we're going everywhere. Like if you if you, you know if you know
0: me, we'll talk about different things, different musical things. It's not that's it's not... right, that's right. I like that. I appreciate that. And again, thank you so much, Walter, for coming on. I really appreciate you. I wish you nothing but success in all your future endeavors. Thank you once again for coming on the show. Thank you, Denzel. Appreciate the time. Round of applause for my guest for today, Walter Landa Verde of the Bronx Bodega. Round of applause. (laughs) And that, guys, will wrap it up episode number 99 damn we are one away from one freaking hundred man one away from 100 episode number 99 of the bronx bias podcast is in the books I'm your host once again. My name is Denzel. I want to say a special, special, special thank you to my guest for today, Walter Verde. I really appreciated your time, and I really appreciated our conversation. And again, I'm wishing you nothing but success in the future. Again, shout out to Coach T of The Bronx Collab for helping us get together. I want to say thank you to everyone who tunes in. I want to say thank you to everyone who likes, subscribes, shares, and supports it's been a long journey, man. We're, we're going to be on episode number 100, man. Uh, I, I appreciate everybody who's helped me in this journey. I appreciate all your love and support. I couldn't do this without you. And even though it's just usually me hosting alone, there are so many people who have helped me get here. So many people who have offered great opinions or helped me meet people or have put me in good positions. I couldn't be here with any of you guys without any of you guys and I damn sure couldn't be here without any of the listeners so I really appreciate y'all. I'm so excited for episode 100. Um man, it's it's going to be great, man. I know I know it's just going to be a real good episode. I got that feeling, you know, um and I'm really proud of being able to get to um 100 episodes so i'm really excited for the next one um man it's, it's gonna be great man 100 freaking episodes can you believe it i remember day one i remember my first episode like it was yesterday so it's a real blessing and and um i really appreciate all you guys for the love and support i really do um on those lines please don't forget that your boy denzel has official bronx bias podcast merchandise available for purchase You can visit the website BronxbiasPod.com. Come check it out. We also have the Bronx Bias blog available. Um, if you are an artist of any kind, a writer, a musician, or painter, you know, and you want somewhere to display your work, hit me up. The Bronx Bias Pod, the Bronx Bias blog is available to you. Also, it is a place where I will be posting, you know, op-eds that I like to think that I think of or lists or just funny things that I want to talk about. Um, It'll be the place for that. So keep your eye on the blog for any any new updates. Um, We're going to fade you guys out with a great, great, great song today. My guest, Walter's Choice. And it is called El Cantante by Hector Laveau off of the album Comedia. And this has been the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode number 99. Have a great week. Have a great weekend out there. Be safe, and I'll speak to you guys next week. Episode 100 is right around the freaking corner. Stay tuned, and we are out.
1: Sente,